Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. We're back. Hey, we're back, guys. We are back. Happy uh, New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. Uh, it's good to hear from you guys again. I missed you. Same. Yeah. I mean, well, we still talked, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but still- it's nice to it's nice to be back on the show. Uh because I miss this and I'm very excited for everything we've got coming up in 2023. So, oh, me too. Have you, I mean, first Ninja Turtles issue of the year came out today, the day we're recording. Oh, that's Jan- right. I, January 4th. I, so, it's the Junie Bai sh- issue. Yeah. Which, oh. which, if you read the 20, it was the 2021 annual mm-hmm. um, by Junie Ba, that was incredible. So, oh, yeah. To have them back on another issue is uh, just more, please. Um, but it sucks because my, my store, um, there, because like the, because of the weather, like across the United States, Mm -hmm. um, this like month has been like terrible. So diamond who does the distribution for IDW and stuff, uh, they're like incredibly delayed. Hmm. And so like, it's not just my shop, but like the other, like my backup shop, uh, raise comics, fantastic in Anaheim. Um, they like same thing. Like they're just they don't even know when they're gonna get their shipment in. Oh, bummer for Diamond Books. So, uh, I can't pick up my Turtles books right away. And they're also supposed to be getting in the new uh, unarmored last Ronin figure that I, that I was waiting for. So bummer. Kind, of, kind of annoyed, but I mean, there's nothing they can do. So yeah, I, I I'm honestly that could fanboy over that issue, but you guys haven't read it and we'll probably talk about it next time we record anyway. So I'll hold my comments, but <laughs> I, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta catch up on turtles. On, on, I haven't read any books since, uh, um, I haven't read any books since our last Armageddon game recap. So yeah. I gotta same. catch up on like one thirty five and Alliance two. Um, and also uh, Saturday morning adventures, friend of the show, Sarah, uh, their cover came out. Yeah. So if you have cover C for Saturday Morning Adventures, that is Sarah's, and it is fantastic, and it is my favorite of all of them. So yeah, uh, mine check too. Out your local store. Yeah, she drew. She did my girl Irma really well. I think uh, they told me that uh, <clears throat> that Irma was going to be on the cover, and I think they showed me art. I can't remember where I saw them draw Irma, but I was like, "You did my girl great." So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Sarah, thank you for that beautiful cover. I'm trying to look it up here. Cover three. Cover C, you said? Cover C, yeah. Okay. Because it was funny, like, they specifically told me that, like, 
uh, it was cover C. And then so like my, like my store, like always gives me cover A. Cause that's what I like. I just wanted that consistency. And so I threw them for a loop when I was like, actually this time <laughs> and I put A back on the shelf when I picked up C. Yeah. Is it the one with the, uh, what the news van and the turtles right on top of it? Yeah. And it's got yeah. Irma like in, in there. Looking yeah. All cute. That's cool. That's really sweet. The fantastic cover. So, um, Definitely, like Mikey like, has both a grappling hook and a nunchuck. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's in your local comic book shops now. Pick that up. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. And you can follow them at S Meyer Comics and just appreciate their super fun art. I love looking at it whenever it pops up. They sent uh, me like this cool Instagram. Donatello like fan story they wrote like years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and I love it. It's so good. Uh, I think they wrote it. I have it on my shelf with my comics right now, but, <laughs> but <laughs> like, uh, it was really good. Like, so Sarah's fantastic. We love, we love Sarah. Um, but yeah. Hey, speaking of uh Saturday morning adventures, Spencer, what are we doing this week? Ooh, nice transition. Yeah. We're going back to the 87 cartoon. So we're covering episodes 16, 17 and 18 of season five. So that's Raphael, Turtle of a Thousand Faces, Leonardo the Renaissance Turtle, and Zack and the Alien Invaders. Three pretty good episodes, I might say. Two. Well, we'll say two. <laughs> All right. Spencer, I we'll might even go down to one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I didn't hate any of these, but uh, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> so <laughs> I was trying to start the year off uh, pretty good. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Three, Honestly, they, they weren't bad. Like there have, three, been, there have been worse. They are certainly three episodes of 87. They are. <laughs> that we can say for sure. That we can say <laughs> definitively. <laughs> that is what these are. Um, but yeah. Uh, Without further ado, let me tell you a story. Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. So I have our first episode here, number 16, Raphael, Turtle of a Thousand Faces. This episode is written by Dennis O. Flaherty, and it was released on November 2nd of 1991. So Raphael is trying to become a master of disguise. And so he comes in disguised and his brothers see right through it. This bums him out, but he's determined. So he challenges his brothers to find him in a crowd in an hour. And he's going to try and disguise himself again. Meanwhile, a gang of men and a couple of bulldogs, just bulldogs, not mutant bulldogs, for the record, rob a bank. We learn in an interview between April and a cop that the man in charge of the operation is Mad Dog McMutt. Now, back to Raphael. He's picking his disguise, and he chooses one from a wall of wanted posters and uh, chooses Mad Dog McMutt, of all people. He successfully puts on the disguise and goes to the park where his brothers are supposed to look for him. What he doesn't know is that Mad Dog is going for a walk in that exact same park. Mad Dog tries to steal a bone from a dog in that park and gets knocked unconscious. April is in the park and desperately needs to improve her ratings. So when she sees McMutt, she's going to follow him. The only problem is is that she has mixed up Raphael with McMutt. But she's not the only one. McMutt's men come to pick pick him up, 
and they grab Raphael instead. They take Raph back to their hideout, and April shadows them. Now, it turns out that the turtles themselves are doing some shadowing and saw Raph toss the poster, so now they're looking for Raph disguised as McMutt, but they find the genuine article instead of Raphael and believe him to be their brother. Mad Dog has lost his memory, and the turtles realize this, so they're going to take him back to the lair to get everything sorted out. Still believing he's Raphael, though. Before they can get to the van, this the same dog that Mad Dog ran into earlier attacks him and makes him bump his head again. And now his memories are back. He plays along with the turtles until he figures out what has happened. And then he runs off to a cab and jumps in to get to his hideout. Back at McMutt's hideout, April and Irma have been caught snooping. Raph sends McMutt's men out of the room and lets April and Irma in on his true identity before telling them it's time to split. Before they can get out, the henchmen return with a rope to tie them up, and the real McMutt walks in. The jig is up, and McMutt and his men tie up Raphael, April, and Irma and stow them in the storage of their dog-shaped helicopter. They're off in their giant dog helicopter to steal the entire museum of natural history. The other turtles see the helicopter take off and go back for their turtle blimp. When they return with it, they find McMutt in the middle of his plan. He has lifted the entire building and is about to carry it off. On, on board his helicopter, Raphael and friends break free and get to the cockpit. In the struggle there, the controls are destroyed and make the helicopter drop, also dropping the museum back where it belongs. But McMud is not done yet. He recaptures Raph and friends and goes down into the museum. If they're not going to be able to steal the museum, they're at least going to steal a dinosaur. Irma gets so frustrated, she chucks a large bone at McMutt, causing his gun to misfire and shoot a light fixture that then falls on McMutt's goons. Then, Raph and April take down McMutt. The bad guys are defeated, the turtles return to their lair, April gets to keep her job, and she just, because she just got a great story, and Raphael is going to turn to chemistry as his new hobby. The end. Riveting, riveting storytelling. All right, next we have Leonardo the Renaissance Turtle. This is season five, episode 17. Uh, Turtle PD lists as airing in October 9th of 1991. I think it's supposed to be November 9th, though. So if you listen to this and you have uh, editing rights on Turtlepedia, uh, help me out. Um, this is written also by Dennis O'Flaherty. So the mayor of New York has a plan to deal with all the crime in the city. He's hired Dr. Mindbender to, new to use his new super police robot, Lex. Lex is able to deal with all the crime in the city, including bagging Pinky McFingers during a bank robbery that the Turtles were trying to break up. With all the crime in the city dealt with, Michelangelo and Raphael decided to take a break to Florida to visit the Punk Frogs. Donatello takes some time to upgrade the Turtle comm systems. But Leo plants his stick firmly in the mud and decides to stick around and be vigilant in case something happens. Lex is a little too much of a stickler about crime, and he arrests Leo and April for jaywalking. While he's issuing their citation, Lex is pulled away by Dr. Mindbender. April is named a fugitive from the law. Leo tries to contact the other turtles, but is unable because Donatello is in the middle of upgrades. Leo gets the idea to use their old power Rex-1 to help out. 
April and Leo trick track down where Rex is being stored and activate him. But Rex has lost all of his memories. And to make matters worse, Leo uh, hits his memory button, further deleting all of his memories. Luckily, the turtles have a recording of Rex's report uh, that April did back uh, in season two and use it to restore his memories. Leo leaves a voice message for Donatello, who shares it with the other two turtles, and they decide to head back to the sewer layer. Lex, the evil robot, also arrives in the layer, intent on capturing April and Leo. Rex and Lex start to fight, but then Lex is able to overwrite Rex's code and turn him against April and Leo. Leo and April hold their own by spilling milk and throwing pizza at the robots and escape on a cheapskate. They set it on autopilot and make their way to City Hall, only to find that Rex called their bluff and has arrived at City Hall before them. Meanwhile, Dr. Mindbender has named himself Supreme Ruler of the City. April tries to seduce the robot into remembering who she is. Then Leo kicks it in the butt and Rex suddenly remembers. Lex and Mindbender show up and Rex is easily bested by Lex. But then Leo points out that Mindbender has scuffed shoes, so Lex decides to arrest him. Mindbender pulls out some of Lex's circuits, deactivating him just as the rest of the turtles finally show up to help Leo. Back at the sewer lair, the turtles celebrate Leo's victory. April declares Leo is a renaissance turtle since he partied on the cheapskate like Michelangelo, told a totally cool but rude joke like Raphael, and did machines like Donatello. Donatello then reveals his newest invention, Rexanne, a female robot designed to serve and protect Rex. The end. Next up is the episode that actually aired on November 9th. Uh, Zack and the Alien Invaders. I think two episodes air every Saturday. It's possible, but... Because there's two for the 16th as well. That's, that's it's also possible it's... that episodes aired out of order. So True. Uh, because production, you know. Anyway. I was saying it's it's in two different spots on Turtlepedia. <laughs> one says October 9th, one says November 9th. Uh, my episode, Zack and the Alien Invaders, written by Francis Moss and Ted Peterson. Zack, the turtle's young friend and honorary fifth turtle, is infatuated with comic books, especially the Alien Invaders. But this boy has cried wolf once too many off. One... But this boy has cried wolf once too often as he seems to see aliens everywhere. Zack retires his turtle costume when his parents enroll him in the Ten Hut Military Academy, where they hope he will learn some discipline and live in the real world. But after Zack arrives, he discovers that all his fellow cadets are zombies, thanks to two aliens, Wingnut and Screwloose, who are disguised as Colonel Clout and Sergeant Rambo, the head officers at Ten Hut Academy. Wingnut and Screwloose plan to conquer Earth using their mind changer on the young cadets. Zack calls the police and Chief of Flattery. Zack calls the police and talks to Chief of Flattery when Wingnut and Screwloose unleash a robotic cockroach onto the city, but they do not believe him because of all the previous lies. The only ones who might believe him are the turtles, but he is captured before he can convince them that he's telling the truth. It's not until the robotic cockroach starts attacking some construction workers downtown that the alien invasion that Zack is telling everybody about is accepted as fact, not fiction. Michelangelo and Donatello arrive at the Ten Hut Military Academy to rescue Zack, only to find themselves in need of rescuing. 
at the last minute when Zach, Michelangelo, and Donatello are strapped into the Mind Changer. Zach uses his turtle comm to overload the power of the Mind Changer. Defeated Wingnut and Screwloose beat feet, and Zach is honored as the hero of the city. The end. Old, old storytelling. It's a and wild episode, let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be like the least amount of time we've seen the turtles in an episode of this series. I mean, this was, I mean, this was a Zach episode. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Zach episode. (laughs) I wanted to just like get to the point where he went to military school and then shut it off. Be like, good. Happy ending for Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get around. Let's get to that in the uh, second time around. Let's go. Hey, uh, nice junk. So this is the first appearance of Mad Dog McMutt because apparently he will appear again. So, again? Yeah, he's going to show up in another episode at some point. Oh, I learned from Turtlepedia. One other episode, though. So either way, he is now a reoccurring character since he shows up in one other episode. And hopefully never again in anything. It's ridiculous how many mob bosses there have been and how many times they show up also. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they'll just pull them, even if they don't look anything like them anymore. <laughs> That's right. Don Tertelli had two yeah, completely had different, two different looks. Yeah. Didn't, also, didn't Boss Louie have two different looks as well? Maybe. Well, and then there's been, like, uh, the Beaver Cleaver and Pinky McFingers and just just a cornucopia of, of mob bosses. Hiram yeah, Mad Scientist, too. Yeah, Hiram Grulch, yeah. Also, it wasn't, I could have sworn, like, I, I messaged you guys about this during the week because, like, my my search was leading me nowhere. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. I could have sworn there's another crime boss that has a dog head. And we were like, why does this, like, we had an episode, we were like, why does he even have a dog head? Like, he's not a mutant. It never explained it. He just had, like, a dog face. And we were, like, confused at why he looked like a dog but it never explained it. But I've looked all over, like on Turtlepedia, everywhere else, and it doesn't exist. And I don't know where my brain is pulling this from. I think, and I, I pose this to you, uh-huh. I, I think it might be Hiram Grelch because I vaguely remember you guys talking about that on an episode that I wasn't on because that's why I was listening to the podcast. I'm pretty sure it was Beyond the Donatello Nebula, which is the episode with him. He's got like a rat kind of face, not a dog face. So yeah. But if you went out there in the in the podcast universe knows, hit us up on the socials. Like it's driving us crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I've created a fake well, it's, memory or it's not driving or me crazy because I also think it's just Hiram. It it's probably Hiram. I but I don't know. It's probably him. It's probably him. Your Mandela I was gonna say, like, this is yourself. a real Mandela effect I am. going on here. I I'm messing with my own self. Like I, I'm pretty sure I create my own memories yeah, sometimes. It's a real Shazam Kazam kind of thing. So. Yeah. It was Kazam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure. So yeah, it's a Mad Dog, Mad Dog yeah. McMutt. What a character. What a character. I got nothing else. Yeah. Uh, I did. It, I, I, it's funny that uh, Mad Dog is like so into like the dog theme. Yeah. Like, it, this is kind of, this is kind of an I love being a turtle thing, but it's just also funny. Um, one of the things he says is uh, like when he's surprised, he's like, "Send me to Kansas and call me Toto." <laughs> it's it's so weirdly weird. into it. And dog helicopter. He's got a, a 
His layer looks like a fire hydrant. When he goes out for a walk, he puts a leash on. Like, <laughs> yeah, he puts a leash on himself. Oh my god, I thought I cracked up at that. Holy cow! Yeah, <laughs> I, it's 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 weird, but also like, I don't know. It, it I don't know. I think it just I think it just falls under weird that like. So Mad Dog McMutt, like Raph is supposed to be doing like a like a perfect impression of Mad Dog, but like it's Mad Dog is played by Townsend Coleman mm-hmm. doing like a weird Sylvester Stallone accent. And then Raph's version of him is just Raph doing a weird Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. they, they actually do sound kind of close, though. They don't do a bad job of. I mean, they, they do, but it's sounding like, similar. Like, but it's like one is obviously rob and one is obviously townsend so nice yeah neat to point out yeah it is cool anybody else knows that when the turtles are wearing their disguises in, in this episode that they're wearing green shoes like they don't have toes they're wearing oh i didn't know yeah that. they're wearing no, like green looking. wingtips yeah huh i wasn't looking at their feet keith i don't know i don't know what i was doing that was looking at feet. <laughs> And don't you at home speculate either. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were like Jim Lawson feet where you can't. Yeah, the, the, weird, you know? the weirdly <laughs> detailed Jim Lawson feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was funny that um, Turtlepedia like very specifically points this out. The calendar hanging in McMutt's hideout is open to the month of June. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know why that's under trivia. It's just funny. It's, yeah, that's I, it's something. But it's accurate. I went back and checked. Wow. All right. Hmm. Um, in almost every version of the Turtles, Raph eventually winds up with an eye patch. In this episode, he wears an eye patch. Whoa! There, he is. there it is. There you go. Granted, usually it's because he loses an eye and is not trying to trick his brothers into thinking that he's a pirate that just wandered into the sewers. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you mean it's not the dark and gritty version that everyone was expecting? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And maybe Bummer. next time, guys. Anyway, next episode. Our number 17, Leonardo does something. I, I can't remember. The what Renaissance it. Turtle. Leonardo, Leonardo the Renaissance, the Renaissance turtle. turtle. Renaissance Turtle. Yes. I only have the numbers written after the after in all my notes. Uh, but Rex one at some point says, uh, "Go directly to jail. Do not pass go." And that is a he card didn't say, in he, Monopoly. He didn't say, "Do not collect do not coll- dollars." Oh, he which, didn't say. Like, do not threw me dollars. off. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I expected him to do that, but yeah, definite Monopoly reference. But that's yes. I expected it because that's what Ace Ventura says. He yeah. like knocks out he knocks out the old like monopoly looking guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you must out. be the monopoly. Thanks yeah, you must be barking. the monopoly. <laughs> I love that movie. God. That's a movie I haven't seen in years. Do you like Ace Ventura one or two? When I like calls. two better personally. Yeah, I think I think when nature calls is a better movie. Yeah. Anyway, I I haven't seen the Ace Ventura movies. What? Oh, okay, go watch uh, Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. It's like a litmus test for like if we you can kinda, be friends or not. You know, <laughs> you kind of have to watch both. Like, I think I really don't I think, think so. I think Ace Ventura Ace Ventura One is the better movie. The weird transphobia bit definitely doesn't hold up well. Um, but I think like the I think the detective story works in the first one mm-hmm. um, but two when nature calls is more fun yeah it's a 
I would say it's a funnier movie as well. Yeah, I mean, because like it's it's bigger, like cases in Africa, like it just you know the slinky joke at the monastery is hilarious every time. It's so good. All right, all right. Well, I will put it on the list. Put it on the list. Yeah, of things. I I still that haven't finished Futurama. Futurama so. yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, you still okay? I'm I'm like three episodes in. I think four, maybe. It's gonna be a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seven seasons. Yeah. <laughs> And four movies as well. Yeah. Don't the I mean well the movies count as seasons, right? Uh I think they like made a se- they like chopped the movies up and made a makeshift season, basically. Hmm. Anyway, uh what we got? Pinky McFingers is in this episode. We've seen him before. Yeah, no, it's one of those mob bosses they brought back. But but they which again, him like back, why couldn't which was good? But why couldn't they have brought him back for the last episode too? I don't know. Because they had to have the dogs one. It was weird kind of seeing uh Attila and Genghis. Or sorry, Attila Attila and Rasputin. Oh yeah. But then like they didn't say anything, they were just sitting there. Yeah, oh, that's what my anchovies. Yeah, they don't they they make all this point to bring them into the show. They don't even say anything. Yeah, it's like they it is kind of an anchovy, so we can come back to that later. <laughs> um but yeah, so They're this not is the even final... animated, they just sit there. Yeah. So this is the final appearance of them. I think. We have one more. We have. Wait, did we do Napoleon Colossus already? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's, so the, is, it's the final of like those two, isn't it? Do we have more punk rock episodes? I think so. I couldn't tell you. We'll have to see when we get there. Yeah, I didn't look into that. Did you all notice that when I think it's Michelangelo and Raphael? They try oh, we do and... have one more episode with them. Okay, cool, cool. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, so Leo and April leave their turtle comms on the TV and run away for for some unknown reason. But when I think it's and I think it's Michelangelo and Raphael try and call, they ask for the wrong person on the wrong comms because like April has that like compact mirror kind of turtle com, and Leo has the standard expanding one, and they. Whichever one calls on the expanding one asks for April. Whichever one calls on the compact one asks for Leo. So they got it wrong. Oh man, yeah. See, I missed that one. So it must have gone Which, on with the kids' heads too. Also, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't at one point all of them have the compact one? I thought so. I I haven't paid close enough attention to be honest. Like it wasn't until this episode that I realized there were two different kinds of communicators. Like I don't. Oh, I mean, ever... they've been using the expanding one for a long time. Like, they have, yeah. But I, but I distinctly remember them using the compact one at one point. Um, like even I, like my turtle com toy was the compact one. Seems. I think that was that was the first one that released, and they did the um, they did the expanding one later. So I think that one's even more rare. Yeah, that was like a one of the <clears> last lines. I think they put that out. I use rare very loosely. It's not like you're going to make a million dollars if you have one. So, <laughs> yeah, this isn't that clickbait. Like if you have this toy, yeah. you can retire. <laughs> yeah. If, if you've yeah. got, if you've got this version of a Disney VHS tape, it's going to be worth $800. You can retire if you, you know, know you one? sell it. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. It's like, it it's like you always one. see those guys that are like selling their vintage Ninja Turtles toys. And it's like, 
Well, eBay, or I saw this site where it said I can get like a hundred dollars, and it's like a loose, you know, hard head Leonardo <laughs> that's yeah. open with like with everything missing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, buddy, I'm not you being a snob. Not, I'm not being a snob or gatekeeping. <laughs> it's just not how that works. Uh, no, I mean it's just it's a learning curve. You know, you feel bad for him. We're kind of like, oh bummer, dude. You thought you yeah. had something. <laughs> <clears throat> No, it's like I had this I had this friend at work that was telling me it's like, yeah, I have this comic book. It's got like a, a holographic cover and everything like he thought it was going to be worth a lot because I was talking to him about comics mm. and it was like an X-Men comic. And I was like, dude, if it's got a holographic cover, it was probably from the 90s and it's probably not worth anything. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I actually I actually just sold uh, the first holographic cover that I uh, ever bought that I like tracked down. Uh-huh to buy like i had to go to like two different comic book stores this is, and this was like in the 90s so it was harder for me to go to two different comic book stores <laughs> yeah because i didn't drive so um but it's funny because like i bought it for like 15 bucks uh 10 15 bucks and it was still like worth that <laughs> nowadays yeah that's um, pretty much what happened is he looked it up and he was like oh it's like yeah it's only like 10 bucks or <laughs> and i was like he's like you were right i was like i yeah i was <laughs> sorry man i usually am <laughs> i i usually am that's why they pay me the big bucks right. i wish i wish i got paid for how much <laughs> i know about comics it's not even that much but that's more than the average person you know it'd just be nice oh not to toot my own horn or nothing definitely no horn tooting here no horn uh, So Zach and the alien invaders. They say Sergeant Rambo is one of the names of the uh as one of the names of the secret identity of of Wingnut and Rambo is Rambo. So you know it's a wow. reference to that. Hey. I noticed that the cop that Zach calls is Sergeant O'Flaherty. I very much, I very much made a point to say that in my recap because this was the only episode that was not written by Dennis O'Flaherty, and he was a character in this episode. So yeah, I thought that was worth pointing out. Sergeant O'Flaherty was also in the Great Boldini. Oh, yeah, but now I made the connection, so it's, <laughs> so that's why it's in this section. <laughs> This is also the first appearance of Wingnut and Screwloose in this show, but not their debut as characters. They first appear, they appeared like a, almost a year earlier in the Archie comics. And also they're villains here, uh, but in the toy line, they were on the good guys side listed with them. And they are in the comic books as well. And yeah. so I think this had to do, because th- these uh, Wingnut and Screwloose are created by Steve Murphy, I think. Probably. And there was like a whole thing where like this falls under those like characters that he wanted to portray as good guys, but they Mm -hmm. were made into villains on the show. And so like what happened with Man Ray, uh, Ray Filet, you know, a couple seasons ago. Yeah. um, This is kind of the same thing. Yeah, he clearly lost that fight. Yeah, and so this is just another example of him losing that fight because they're good guys usually in other places. Yeah, um, which is too bad. But. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, it kind of sucks to have, like, the character you create 
you know, that you worked on and everything and it was approved one way and then somebody else who had no hand in creating it completely changes it. Yeah. Especially while you're still working on said thing because, like, you know, the Archie comics were still going on at the time. So well, he's a good like, guy in the toys, too. That's what I was saying. Yeah, like, in the toy line, he's a good guy. Yeah, well, and that's and the, the thing is, is, like, you know, and it's something that a lot of, like, Turtles fans, you know, talk about, whatever, is no matter what happened in the comics and everything, the cartoon is what gives everything the most exposure because it's you know, the thing the that cartoon, takes yeah. the cartoon. It takes the least effort to to sit down and enjoy and watch. And so it's the thing that, you know, most people are exposed to. And so it's like you create this character and you have it portrayed a certain way and you'd like it to be that way, especially when introduced to the masses. And it just ends up not yeah, <laughs> being like, portrayed now- that way. And now it'll be forever remembered as the version you don't want it to be. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the first and only appearance of Zach's, Zach and Walt's parents. I like the Turtlepedia lists Zach and Walt's parents in the same sentence. This is first and only appearance of Zach and Walt's parents, as well as Wingnut and Screw Loose. Hmm. Like they get second billing <laughs> in that sentence. Yeah, they each have one line, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they have a couple lines. Um, uh, the final appearance of Zach's brother Walt and this is also the final time that Zach wears his turtle mask hmm. oh wow I guess he does lose it in this episode so that makes sense well, but he gets it back remember I don't he, like, I'm, I think, I'm not, he wears I'm not like admitting to falling asleep in the middle of the episode but I don't you know that's that. funny because I fell as I was falling asleep during Leonardo the Renaissance turtle <laughs> I don't blame you at all <laughs> Yeah, Zach, Zach gets his mask back at some mm. point. So, huh. so I like to think it's his own personal growth. <laughs> he's he'll always be the fifth turtle, but now he's you know growing past the need to wear the shell. Uh, good not, for him. It's not who you are beneath the mask or <laughs> whatever that Batman quote is. Right. <laughs> Anyone can wear the mask. <laughs> Spider Man. Is that, is that character development happening in the 87 series? That'd be that's, crazy. that's what I'm chalking it that up That would to. be insane. That's what I'm chalking it up to. Whether or not uh, they had that in mind when they wrote the end, or Francis Moss and uh, Peterson had that in mind when they wrote this episode, that's another thing. But I'm going to say that it's character development for Zach. You may as well. The series could use a bone to be thrown to it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll throw it a bone. Guys, this might be the first time this has happened. No Shredder, no Krang in any of these episodes. Yeah. Now that yeah, you mention we, it. We do point it out like every now and then, but I think this is the first time we got through all three episodes with no Shredder or Krang. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. We good to move on to anchovies? I think so. Yeah. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. All right, so the Raphael Master of Disguise episode. This episode is about Raphael becoming a master of disguise when he and his brother already walk around the city unrecognized in their disguises. And, I mean, they even had those creepy, like, realistic masks at one point that they were wearing. I I don't see why he needs to even worry about this or try to do it at all. Oh, I, I had one more second time around. I just remembered. What is it? Uh, so with these episodes, every turtle, 
including Zach, has gotten their own named episode. Uh, like an episode with their name in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello's Duplicate, uh, Michelangelo, a couple of them with Michelangelo meets Bugman, and Michelangelo meets Mondo Gecko, and Zach the Eliminator. So every turtle, all five of them, have gotten their own episode. Now we just need, has Vern gotten his own episode? Well, I said every turtle, sir. Well, here's what I'm thinking, though. We got every turtle. We've had at least one April one, April April Foolish, mm-hmm. Attack of the 50-Foot Irma, Burns Blues. Have we had a Vernon one, though? Oh, good point. Yeah. Splinter, we have. We yeah, Splinter, Splinter Vanishes. One one? Wait, which Splinter one? Vanishes. Oh, Splinter Vanishes. Yeah. Yeah. So every, every main character except uh, Vern. So far. Except for Vernon. Well, I guess we'll have to see. Maybe he maybe he will end up with one. I haven't looked through the list of, of episodes, so <laughs> couldn't tell you. Well, I've looked through it many times, but I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, they all kind of blend together. All right, now we can go back to anchovies. All right. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I can't let you know. So yeah, this episode is all about Raphael becoming a master of disguise when the turtles have already successfully disguised themselves many a time going into the city. Uh, and they get in and out just fine. I It seems like they're already a master of disguise, so I don't get... See, what kind of what annoyed me about that was that, like, he specifically says he wants to do it to be a detective. Yeah. Yeah. And then it turns into, like, more of him just kind of wanting to do it to be annoying, like, to be a person. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it, like, the motivation was there. And I was like, okay, like, that's something, like, you know, you could have had, like, Raph being like, I really want to. He, he like he even specifically says i want to contribute something to the team mm-hmm. you know but then also like what does mikey contribute other than like cooking when they get home yeah um because it's really just leonardo leads and donatello does machines and then you know the other two aren't really you know and they don't really bring much to the team <laughs> other than yeah. that so like raph wanting to have a thing besides being r- cool but rude like that's cool. That's good character development in the 87 series. And then it's like, it just kind of devolves into him just wanting to impersonate people. Yeah. I like the detective part better than the weird disguises. And also he's taking a, he's taking a correspondence course about disguises, but like, isn't the whole point of a correspondence course that you don't see another person. But also too, it's like, how do you get rated for disguises yeah. In a correspondence course. That's what I'm if saying. You never, like, if you never, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, but also, I mean, I didn't know what a correspondence course was in 1991. You know, I was six when this episode came out, so definitely would not have known what a correspondence course was. I learned what a correspondence course was from bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> because I still uh, haven't seen that movie. Oh really? It's I don't know. I, I I have a lot of nostalgia for it. I've heard a lot of people say it's kind of garbage. I still find it entertaining as an adult, but once again, I think that's due to nostalgia. And Man, uh, you're on Ninja, Ninja Turtles podcast. We get that. Yeah, you don't have to apologize for nostalgia. Yeah, no, we understand. Oh, I oh, I absolutely <laughs> know that already. But yeah, no, I mean, like, there's just the super cool scene at the end where 
all like of the knights and everything in a museum like come to life and fight Nazis and it's just as a kid it was it was great it's also really funny it's just a funny Isn't scene that just night at the museum I yeah, I mean yes but before the night the museum ever even happened and they've uh-huh. all been brought like to to life by a witch and so like the armor comes out she's like, a witch man we burn her yeah and so like you know the these knights step out and like mm. the Nazis like unload a machine gun inside of it and it's he's not stopping and they're like what's going on and like takes off his boot and dumps all the bullets and there's no leg there the armor puts the the leg back on anyway it's just it's just fun <laughs> what is this movie this sounds awesome I don't, bed knobs, bed knobs and broomsticks. And broomsticks. Bed. I remember my mom didn't want me to watch because it had witches in it so. ah yes oh, yeah. uh so yeah so raff and raff turtle of a thousand faces it, 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 it was okay this this was probably my least favorite of the three episodes yeah mine too like, i didn't hate it though like it wasn't bad like like i didn't hate mad dog um it, it, but it, and it was funny but it's just kind of like you had a good you had a good premise and then it just kind of turned into 87 well yeah it's it's another in a long line of episodes like an ever-growing list of switcheroo memory loss stories like <laughs> oh yeah too yeah it's the amnesia episode yeah like it's it's another one and it, it really is getting to a point where it's like how many times are we gonna have the switcheroo of someone mistaking someone for someone else and someone in that process also losing their memory to make sure that this you know we can extend this plot out for as long as possible it yeah anyway it, it's happened a lot in this series yeah <laughs> um the turtles just straight up cheat at the beginning of this episode too like they totally know exactly what they're looking for and then yeah Raphael. i was like come on guys have some yeah. integrity they are being jerks <laughs> yeah yeah <'Cause, laughs> they're like they're just like really mean yeah, they're being absolute jerks to Raphael, which honestly is probably more realistic than anything else as far as uh, <laughs> you know sibling relationships but still yeah <laughs> I was really, really hoping to at the very end. It's like Donatello, Michelangelo, Leonardo, and Splinter are all sitting on the couch. And someone's like, where's Raphael? I was like, oh my God, he's a master of disguise. Splinter is Raphael. Yeah. But no, then he just blows through the wall later. I'm like, come on, guys. That was a perfect opportunity. Or just have him like, or just have him be Michelangelo. Granted, they've already switched up to like the, you know, the the headband so many times in this series that. Yeah, you'd be wondering if it like was a... on purpose or not. Any, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just like, boom! He's Michelangelo. He's wearing the orange headband and the the M belt buckle. <laughs> anyway, all right. Are we ready for Leonardo the Renaissance Turtle? Yeah. What a weak, weak way to make him the Renaissance Turtle. Yeah, like it was just yeah. And like I was going into this episode thinking it was going to be another memory loss episode where like he thought he was a musketeer again yeah (laughs) that's what i thought i was going into too like i was going into it thinking that um i'm glad it wasn't but also at the same time it was kind of like all right um no this was my favorite one (laughs) i mean it's not bad i will say the power of rex one yeah you know making this the best like i agree I watched it on like Monday and then by today as I was trying to write the summary I had totally forgotten what the main conflict of this episode was I'm like I remember them going to the punk frogs they were upgrading the turtle comms why was Leo in trouble 
I don't know if that's me. I don't know if it's the episode. I don't know what, but yeah. Yeah, for me, my only problem with the stories is pretty much just all about how Leo doesn't actually need the other turtles because he can do everything they can do. <laughs> yeah, but not very good. That's, that's the problem. I mean, he can't do it quite as well, but it seems like he can manage just fine. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't really. It's like, oh, hey, he made a he made a snarky joke like Raphael, which is apparently all he contributes. Well, you again, know, that's why skated, he wants, like, like, that's detective. why he wants. That's why Raph was trying to have the detective thing. So, like, oh my God, is Dennis O'Flaherty the best turtles writer? <laughs> I mean, but but see, like that that kind of goes back into it. it's like Raph. Raph's only thing that he contributes to the team is the snarky wit. Leonardo so, skates, but that's like Michelangelo's thing. But he does that just fine. Yeah. And then he's able to manage the technology side too, which I feel like is the thing he struggled the most with, but he's just able to do it anyway. Like everything he needs done is done. And so it's kind of like, oh, I guess Leonardo just doesn't really need any of the other turtles. <laughs> he could be doing this by himself. Which is why he goes to South America to train to become a better leader. There yeah. you go. There we go. Why is 2000, Lex... 2007 is a sequel to 87. Not There you go. Specifically this episode, yeah. Why is Lex apparently the fashion police like halfway through this episode? He's like, scuff shoes, that's a class one felony. It's like... I hate Lex one. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate Lex one. I hate Dr. Mindbender. Uh I just I I I don't like what they did to my boy Rex. The design for him is insane too. It feels it feels it feels different. It feels like a downgrade from his original episode, um, New York's Shiniest. And mm-hmm. yeah, like it just it just kind of sucks. And then like, you know, April it's Irma and Irma and, and Rex were going on a date. So it's like, why don't you bring Irma in for this one? Why did Irma yeah. let them like put Rex back in back in storage in the warehouse. Well, I mean, they probably just broke up after things didn't work out yet again for her, and uh, and then after that, I want to hear what happened in that relationship. Then, like, I want to know how they broke up. That's an interesting episode. <laughs> there we go. That's the, these are the episodes we need made for people that want a continuation of the '87 series. Let's yeah. go back exactly. and, and fill in these blanks. I want I'll to get see my Mad Libs. <laughs> Not a single turtle should appear in this episode. I just want to see Irma dating Rex one and seeing it fall apart. Like suddenly it just becomes like days of our lives, you know, just completely Irma's story. No one else's. Yep. That's what yeah. I want in 87. Her love life with Rex one dating a robot, the struggles that come. Let me see it. I want, I want Irma to have more episodes than Shredder and Crank. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I I I didn't like Lex. Like it, it felt like it could have been cooler. Like have, but then it's like the whole time I was like another police robot, and it's like you already had Rex One. What was wrong with Rex One? Well, because this one's the the one that has something wrong with it. It's it's the fascist one. No, no, no. I, I got I got the Lex is the fascist one, but it's like, what was wrong with Rex one that you put him away? Like, we never get really any explanation, like, oh, why they didn't keep yeah. using Rex. No, that's fair. Like, didn't Rex, there were the there were the other bad Rexes, like the mass produced ones. Mm-hmm. But then, like, for this Rex, like the good Rex, we never find out, like, because the episode ends with him and Irma going on. 
So to have him like be in storage in this one, it's like, why was he in storage? And we'd never get any explanation why. Didn't Rex have a VHS slot in his chest as well? Sure did, because that was how they reprogrammed him. Yeah, why didn't they do that with the... Like, they have the VHS of the recording. I didn't understand why he had to sit and watch it. Couldn't they just, like, into his little chest cavity? Well, that would require, like, fully remembering the episode that came before. (laughs) (laughs) Spencer, you're savage. Jesus. (laughs) You wrote that episode, too? Hang on that would require an effort for like preservation of continuity which you know <laughs> this show okay. is not known for yeah. so yeah so rich merwin is who wrote new york shiniest way back in season two uh Ooh. so i can explain that kind of explains the lack of continuity it's not the same guy writing the episode mm-hmm. i don't like it though so i'm gonna be upset <laughs> Um. So yeah, that's all I got for that. Yeah, that's all uh, I got for it. Uh, last thing, I thought it, I thought it was funny, but also like really weird that like when the turtles were all watching TV at the beginning of the episode, like Splinter is really angry. Or maybe no, actually, I think that was Zach. The next episode. Mm-hmm. So going into Zach and the Alien Invaders, uh, when the turtles were all watching TV, and then Michelangelo like comes in, and is like. Hey guys, like the new comic is like here. And like it, it, he all he says is like, "Hey guys, like I got the new issue of Alien Invaders," and then like Raph immediately like yells at him. And he's like, "Can we get some peace here?" And it's like Raph's talking, saying that they wanted more pe- like peace uh, it was longer than what Michelangelo had already said. <laughs> True, it's the classic example of like shushing someone, making more noise than what they were actually doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that I think about it, it was in the last episode, and uh, we're like the turtles are all sitting on the TV, like sitting on the couch watching TV, and Splinter's like his animation model is just really angry. <laughs> like all the other turtles were laughing, and then like Splinter's just scowling at the TV, uh, and it's not explained. Didn't have time to animate him. That's, that's um, the explanation. Yeah. So this episode, like. I I I don't hate it. It wasn't bad. It was good to see Zach again. Um because I do like Zach. I think he's funny. Um it was a terrible introduction for Wingnut and Screwloose. Yeah. Oh, like man. especially I, like knowing what I know about them and like having never seen this episode. Man, that's a bummer. Yeah, well, like having having read so the adventure series, like I, I mentioned before we started recording. Well, I guess we were recording, but it's in the bonus content. Having read the adventure series and getting to like see the depth of like Wingnut and Screwloose and like their whole like tragic backstory and everything else, and like it, it's like really this is this is all they are in this in this series is yeah, they're like I mean they're not my favorite characters by any stretch, but they're one of the few characters that's not like one of the main characters to be like in a video game, have a toy, be in the comic and be in the cartoon. And like, yeah, they're great in the comic and they're like relatively important characters. And I get like, you know, every iteration does something different, you know, like in, in 2012, they're like uh Batman and Robin stand-ins and whatnot. Like I, I get that 
characters are different across different iterations but like here they're just generic alien taking over the world types but like this show has had so many of that exact character why do they take two named characters with toys and backstories and plug them in here well because toys it's it's just it's just (laughs) and no you're right like it's just it's so disappointing for like these kind of like big characters like they're not legacy characters but they're like you know these are these are big characters within the within the fandom and to have them kind of like farted off into like this episode like where they're almost kind of like a guest character because like they're they're the villains but they're like they're only in like less than half of the episode like this is still a zach episode yeah well they're, um, they're playing stupid too like they have these amazing they have this like disintegrator bazooka they have these giant robots that eat metal and they're also like we need like half a dozen brainwashed preteens. Like what? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, like nothing, nothing about what they do in this episode makes any sense. And it's so it, like I said, it just, it really sucks that this is how these two characters are introduced in the show. And like, and, and it's their only appearance. Yeah. And there's such a non-threat that like half the turtles just hang out in the blimp the whole episode. Like it doesn't yeah. even take the full cadre of heroes to defeat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, and and even then, like on top of that, like they they disappear, like they get away, implying that they're gonna come back. And so it's like they're still out there and they again they never come back. So it's like you they they didn't even really defeat them. And it's like where are they for the next five seasons? Yeah. It's like a that that episode with the not man ray where Leonardo was like, I bet we haven't seen the last of him. It's like, no, never you saw actually him. have though. It was the last you ever saw. <laughs> and he was yeah. never seen again. Yeah. yeah, it just I stop it's it's starting to it's starting to starting to get on me. It's starting to grab my gears when they just start doing stuff like this. So. Well, it's one of those things where you can tell that there's like been some sort of like you know edict too create an episode about this character because there's a toy of it and so they they create it and then they're done you know yeah but then also like it's it's also really um like there's there's really funny stupid moments in this episode too like the the whole the whole premise with zach like they were trying to do the boy who cried wolf but like the boy who cried wolf like fable or story, dang, I don't know what the word is. Um, but like that whole thing is kind of a lesson on like you shouldn't lie um, because like no one's going to believe you. And it's like the boy who cried wolf was lying on purpose because he thought it was funny. Yeah. Zach is genuinely like thinking he's seeing is what is the truth. Yeah. And so it's like it, it doesn't work the same because like Zach's not intentionally lying. Which so so you could say like, hey, the lesson is more, you know, like think twice before you start, uh, before you like start doing this kind of thing. Like think like think about it first. But they never, but they don't do that. They dial down on the boy who cried wolf, and it's like he's not lying on purpose. And then what's even more annoying is that like chief of flattery, like the first time he calls them about the the bug eyed aliens that who turn out to be exterminators. And the first time he calls him about it, the chief is reading the same comic book and immediately dispatches people. I didn't realize it's like, that. It's like, you're just as guilty. Yeah. 
like and and then he has the gall to later tell zach <laughs> that he's that he's the liar and it's like bro use you sent cops there <laughs> Like, Zach wasn't lying. You were reading the same comic he was. And it's like, the way they kept building up this comic, like, I almost expected the comic to be, like, have Wingnut and Screwloose in it at some point. Well, Mm -hmm. actually, I went into this episode not even knowing Wingnut and Screwloose were in it. Yeah. So, like, that was genuinely kind of like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, for me, Um, it was a moment where, like, I saw them and I was like, oh, it's them. And then I was like, really? This is is what they're doing. Yeah, (laughs) I had the same reaction. I was like, this is your... This is how they this is how they come in. Um and so like and, and the way they kept like pushing the comic as like some thing to be like you know, like, oh, this is the just the the way like Michelangelo like even like deadpans to the camera, like holds up the issue yeah. to see. Um like it's going like it's in, like it's something that's gonna come back later, and it never really does. It's more just kind of like, like guys, they're aliens. Like, ha, 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 like just, it's so weird, and I didn't like it. Yeah. Well, that's well, that's it for me. Are we ready to talk about what we actually did like about these episodes? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I love being a turtle. So, Raphael, turtle of a thousand faces. And like I said in the last in the last section. I like that Raph was like trying to find his own thing. That's great character like motivation. And I would like to see, I mean, and, and that's, and that's part of the problem is like so many Raphs now are, are just the angry Raph and like how he fits on that team. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is, this is like the only Raph that's like not angry. And so to have to like, and so for him to want to have a thing is really cool. And I liked that. And it's 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 something that like I wish could come back, but is probably not going to because every other raft has to be, you know, Wolverine. Right. So I think this I think that like little bit of character development for eighty seven was really good. I like that April and Irma they kind of actually finally do something. Like Irma takes a bone and throws at the bad guy mm-hmm. and uh April does this like weird ninjutsu thing. It's like it's good that they're like I did advocating for themselves, but yeah, and I did I did like April's like, you know, hang around with you guys enough episodes, I'm bound to pick up something. Like that was a good line. Yeah. And I thought it was hilarious too that like Mad Dog is pointing a gun at all three of them and it doesn't deter any of them from attacking yeah. him. <laughs> well, there's even like a whole moment where he's got it like pointed at them and just doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though they're like doing karate at him, you know, whatever, ninjutsu stuff oh it, it was the 80s it was, it was the early 90s it, it was just karate yeah karate ninjutsu all all martial arts was karate back in the early 90s oh yeah oh i think Raphael even asks like april like where did you learn those weird karate moves or something along those yeah lines? That, that's what i'm saying like that that's yeah. the thing that april says that i like where she's like you hang around you guys enough you're about to pick up something like that that's that's fun character yeah. development in 87 who'd have thunk it who'd have thunk it That's all I got. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it for me too. All right, Leonardo the Renaissance Turtle. It was nice to see the cheapskate again, and to yes. have it like called the cheapskate. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of like continuity callbacks in this. The cheapskate Rex one, 
punk frogs that's all cool yeah i i actually really like this episode i thought it was funny because like well, like the villain is straight up like a fascist like it's someone that like wants to like institute a police state it, like you from the moment you first see him he uses like unnecessary force to grab the microphone he just like pulls out his sword and like chops the microphone stand in half <laughs> right. to, to grab onto it and talk in it like he's using unnecessary force yeah like all the time and you know and he starts ramping up like how much he's going to police everything to completely eliminate crime with his robots it, it, it's kind of funny because i wasn't expecting this series to ever like talk about a theme like that ever <laughs> uh Turtle, the turtles are anti-fascists what yeah who'd have known who'd have thunk it that you know these guys that would probably be the like the biggest week? minority in the world would be anti-fascist but uh anyway it, i just found it kind of funny and, and just interesting that this show would actually take this that direction and have a villain that is more than just like a mustache twirling bad guy i mean granted he's like just barely not you don't get he doesn't it have a mustache as well. he doesn't <laughs> have a mustache but <laughs> i mean you know cons- calling shredder a mustache twirling like a because i'm evil guy like the fact that this guy's like motivations is to like, oh, I'm going to completely eliminate crime and it's going to be by, you know, getting rid by of the doing crime. Then, yeah, <laughs> by by essentially doing crime. I mean, by, you know, arresting people for the smallest infractions and, and having incredibly steep penalties and a giant robot to enforce all of it and to monitor everyone all the time. Uh, anyway, it was just it was interesting. Uh, and so it kind of kept me entertained because of that. Um. The other th- line that I thought was funny was like Leo just backhand like gives April this backhanded compliment when he says, I knew your old news reports would be good for something someday. <laughs> <laughs> like they were never good for anything before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I like when Leo is sassy. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was intentional, but I don't know. It was just it was a, a weird line that was in there that makes it sound kind of like he thought that her reports were useless before now, <laughs> but now they're good for something as he puts them in. Anyway, it just, it made me laugh. That's it. For me. You know, we, we talk a lot about like how poorly this show is animated sometimes, but I did like in this episode that Leo gets one of his swords destroyed. And for the rest of the episode, he only has one sword on his back. Like the show is not known for doing oh, continuity, continuity like that. I know, right. They can't even get the bandanas right for 90% of the shots, but I think, man. I, I think we're going to see more of like the better quality animation and everything since they've like ramped it down. You know, we don't have as many episodes in a season as we were for three and four. It's definitely gotten more consistent too. Like the characters mm-hmm. are more like, you can tell it's like the same studio working on it, not just a hodgepodge of whoever they could get to make a show, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like these these episodes have all been at like kind of the best animated we've seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's just because they're not pushing it out so hard as they yeah. were. All right, we ready for Zach and the Alien Invaders? I thought it was absolutely hilarious that Zach's parents go straight to military academy. No. <laughs> I mean, this kid has probably been running off and disappearing if he's the fifth turtle, you know, calls himself the fifth turtle and is running around at night trying to defeat bad guys. Like he's probably been giving him a heart attack for quite some time. 
So I mean, you know, maybe, maybe it's not that military school is like a classic like '90s trope in television too. Yeah, yeah, like even even like Bart and Lisa go. Yeah, Bart and Lisa, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, middle, in the, yeah, in the 2010s, Phineas and Ferb get sent to military school. When you know, when it's just funny how like military schools always do used as a punishment. Like no one ever wants to go to military school. Yeah, it's always a punishment. It's always um, like a thing where you're out of control. Yeah, okay. yeah, like you're out of control. You're going to military school. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just funny. Like also at the end of the episode, like when Zach's dad, um, like, oh, and I like these comic books. You know, can I? How do I get a subscription to Alien Invaders? And it's like again, they were like pushing the book like it's some kind of thing. Like it was um, real. <laughs> like it's a real book. Yeah. Um, but but like Zach like specifically says like oh like I'm a ninja turtle again, and it's like his parents go along with it and it's like are you are they humoring him or again is does everybody know that the turtles exist in this world? I think we're at a point where everyone knows they exist. But so in in the uh, Raphael Turtle with Thousand Faces, I remember April saying like she broadcast basically broadcast the footage of. Uh, mad dog getting arrested or getting defeated which means mm-hmm. like she definitely aired Raphael <laughs> on primetime news yeah so I, I think I, I don't know I, it seems like people know them but sometimes it seems like they don't so I don't know I just wish the show would make up its mind for real yeah I think I think it has I think it's kind of made up its mind I I don't I don't know because it's been a while since they've like done something that's kind of uh, maybe not I don't know now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it has been in this season that they've that they've had moments where uh, they pretend like people like not a lot of people know who the turtles are. It's just like it it it's it goes like so far left or right. It's like sometimes everybody knows who they are, and then sometimes like it's the first time anybody's seen the turtles or even like heard of them. It's and it, it's it's just so weird. Um. But yeah, I this one, I, I I'm hesitant to say it was my favorite episode because they're all talking about them now. All three of them kind of like blur together, and I'm like, you know what? They all kind of were the same quality. Yeah, I would say this one's my least favorite, just for what I said earlier about we not and screw loose. Yeah, for for me, this one like it's different enough that it kept me entertained. Like you know, because it was an episode that was mostly about Zach. The turtles barely appeared in their own TV series for it. But because of that, it made a unique episode that told a story that was different than almost any other story in this whole in this whole cartoon. Yeah, so I think I that's why I for doing it. that. I think that's why I like this one the most. Yeah, it's it's a like, breath of when fresh I, air. When we were starting this episode, this was the episode that I liked the most. Not just because it was my episode, but also because it was like I it just it felt different. Mm-hmm. But I think I think again, it's just because this was a Zach story. Yeah. For me, that that instantly kind of makes me like an episode more when I watch this show is when it feels different than than most episodes. Yeah. I guess I just dislike Zach so much. That's and that's fair. <laughs> How could you? That's fair. How could you? He's the Again, fifth my turtle. Favorite, favorite part of this episode when he got locked up in military school. <laughs> <laughs> and he got sent off to military school at the end. Yeah, exactly. End of episode. Right. And God, like they were just his parents were just ready to send him to military school like that's not something you just you just drop a kid off at 
Right. And then, and then the fact that they're like, okay, well, right. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely, if my parents did that, I would absolutely never write to them. <laughs> All right. Is that everything? I think that's everything. So oh, yeah. three just episodes of season five. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Look, we're in the home stretch for season five. Real excited. Yeah. Um, we've only got but, one more episode left of this season. Like one more like podcasting episode. Three more that we'll cover all in one. Go. That's right. Yeah, because we're gonna cover four episodes in one. Because you know, one of them's kind of a two parter and calls yeah. itself one episode, but at the same time it's two episodes anyway. You know, it's a whole so, thing. All right. The big part, the big thing I've been wanting to get to this entire episode. Uh the news. April O'Neill, Channel Nine News. Uh Channel Six News. So a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. Uh, if you've been following any, uh, Turtle News on the internet, uh, we'll start. I'm gonna start today because it's just fresh on my mind. Uh, the Mezco uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures. We talked about them a couple months ago when they were first finally revealed after a couple after being teased for a couple of years. Um, they were officially fully revealed today. Uh, it is going to be a box set of all four turtles, and it is going to retail, or it is retail, retailing for $400. So it's about $100 per turtle, um, which is a big, big, big uh, ask. That is very expensive. Uh, however, Mezco figures usually run about 80 to to $100 per figure already by themselves and are known throughout the toy collecting community to be pretty high quality. Um, so this is really good. Um, you can go to Mezco uh, toys with a Z.com and you can see that there. It's also available for pre-order on other websites like Big Bad Toy Store and Entertainment Earth. Uh, the rundown of everything that it comes with. So it's all four turtles. Each turtle comes with 28 points of articulation. Uh, it, they're all hand-painted, approximately 17 centimeters tall. So that's about, about six inches, I think. Right? Uh, yeah, about, yeah. About, six, about six inches, just under seven. Um, so these are pretty tall boys, going to be shorter than your uh, movie NECA turtles, probably a little bit more in line with your Toon turtles. Uh, each turtle comes with three heads. Uh, Leonardo, Raphael, and Michelangelo uh, all come with uh, 10 interchangeable hands. Sorry, Raph even comes with 12 hands. Donatello has eight hands. Uh, each there's four costumes that come um, with it. There's like a trench coat, a couple of cloaks, and a hoodie. Uh, there's one pair of goggles, one bow staff, one bow staff swing effects, one bow one bow staff impact effects, one throne sigh effects, one cassette player, two katanas with sheets, two katana slash effects, two kyoketsu shoge blades which if you collect the vintage figures or any ninja turtles figures it's the weird hook blade that we never knew the name of so kiyoketsu shoge uh two sai two climbing claws the shuko claws uh two nunchucks with real metal chain two spinning nunchuck effects which this is the first time that 
any Ninja Turtles figure has come with two of those. So that's really cool. Uh, two Psy Impact effects, uh, two Tonfas, two push daggers. I'm sorry, three push daggers, three shuriken, three throwing darts, four slices of pizza, five communicate or four communication devices, four climbing ropes, six kunai, and a partridge in a pear tree. Amazing. That's an impressive amount of tchotchkes. It, there is so much stuff in this. And I even missed they come with four uh, stands, like four individual stands for all four turtles and all, the, you know, in their four colors. So just, in, just a lot of stuff is in this box set. So again, $400, it is a lot. Uh, for me, ordering a big bag toy store, it comes out to about 435 bucks uh, with shipping and tax. Big bag toy store is $4 shipping. Um, and yeah, pretty, pretty cool. This was an instant purchase for me, um, because that's just kind of how my turtle collection goes. Like I like very specific versions and this was something I, I'd been waiting for a couple of years for. Cause like I was, I've been wanting to get into the Mezco, uh, toy line cause I've, I've been fans of those for years, but the ones I want to either usually sell out really fast or, um, I just, I didn't love anything enough to pull the trigger. Like there's this uh, Bishop from the X-Men. There's this one coming out soon for him. And I really want that one. But I was like, I don't want Bishop to be my first Mezco figure. I want it to be the Turtles. Yeah, I, I think they look cool. I mean, I guess I see that about a lot of stuff on here though. But <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like them. To me, they kind of have a very like definitive Turtles look. Like if they were to make a movie with like turtles look like these action figures that yeah, would be like, like they're very me. they're very mirage inspired like they're not they're not based on any particular version of the turtles mm-hmm. um but they do look closest to kind of that early peter and kevin mirage like the first couple issues well it's like the first couple issues mixed with like later and like like you know the return to new york or even even and before that, just with um, I don't see that. Like I don't see any Lawson in these. Well, it's not really but... the Lawson. I guess I'm thinking more like like the Leonardo issue, uh, and things like that because they kind of changed to that other style by then. Uh, when more, they're yeah, so more like more Peter Laird. Yeah, like and, it's like a mix. Kevin. Yeah, it's like a real good mix between the two, and I really like it. So, so yeah, so like I said, I I got these. Um, we post a picture of them i'll probably post pictures of them on our uh facebook tomorrow um and with some links to purchase but yeah they're they're pretty cool um so working backwards some more uh if you have been following us we so i got a tip that uh there was going to be a brand that there's a brand deal going on with a certain chip manufacturer called pitos mm-hmm. and i found the press release or uh, somebody somebody sent me the press release and i posted i grabbed the picture off of it because it is a brand deal with pitos and nickelodeon and it had the <laughs> the designs of the turtles for mutant mayhem so i figured oh that's a press release it's official um <laughs> it was not official apparently uh because a day later <laughs> spencer was freaking out in our chat like oh my god <laughs> the, are we in uh, trouble <laughs> we are we in trouble because paramount took down our instagram post 
After we shared it everywhere. Yeah, and our Twitter post too. That was Uh, yeah. So so it hit Instagram first, then it hit, then like Twitter was like the next day, and then um, I went ahead and just deleted it off our. uh, I deleted the photo off our our Facebook. I left the post up, um, Mm. because even then, like the all all my posts said is like I can't believe like the turtles were revealed in a pedos ad, like or on this bag of pedos, um, (laughs) which is just so funny and so like. Um, I let some of the other like turtle people in the community know like, Hey guys, like don't post a picture. Cause like we were really good, you know, earlier this year when the leaked uh, concept art got out, like we were really good and we didn't, we didn't post that on our socials. So we didn't get hit like other people did. Yeah. So I thought this time we were in the clear cause it was on an official press release, but it was funny cause after Spencer had like told me, or, like showed me, showed me the uh, copyright claim from Paramount. Um, I went back to the press release uh, to just be like, no, like I got it from here and they had changed the press release. <laughs> so they took, they took that photo off and replaced it with a generic pedos bag. Hmm. I was like, you jerks, you set me up. <laughs> Man. That- so I, it, it goes back and forth. Like I, I can't imagine that, that, that that is how Paramount and Nick wanted these turtles to be revealed. Um, be, like I can't imagine that they wanted the looks of the turtles for the new brand relaunch to be revealed on a pedos bag by some podcast. <laughs> yeah, like I, That's I some get, gorilla marketing I get right that, there. So I'm not, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not annoyed. I'm just, I'm, I'm more just annoyed that it, like, it got to that point. But we're not yeah. in trouble. We're not, you know. It's like then we're not gonna get sued or anything. It's just it's just funny. It's a fun learning experience for all of us. Yeah. Um, but but speaking of leaks, ever so ever since that one, it's been kind of leak central because we've had a few toy leaks uh, happen mm-hmm. since then as well. Uh, we haven't posted those on ours because I'm not going down that road again. I don't want anything taken down. Um, but what looks like um, kind of like kind of like sub toy lines like. You know, like there's like always a main toy line, and then there's like the skater figures or like the little flipper figures, like the not main toy line figures. Uh, so a couple of the a couple images of those got out, um, where you can see like the designs of the turtles, and then like it, it's still not really like super clear designs. Like all the pictures are really blurry, um, and you can't really see because like the pictures of the turtles are are like angled in certain ways because they're highlighting the toys that they're on but yeah it's they're out there um i i, I like the designs of the turtles i think mutant mayhem is going to be fun yeah i'm definitely down to watch it i i don't know how to feel about it yet but i'm i'm still ready to see it i just i really hope that they're going to do a trailer at some point like yeah me too there's so much stuff is starting to leak now that it it's and we're eight months from like the, the movie's out this year and we yeah. still don't have a teaser yeah so like it's it's getting to the point where like something's got to give so hopefully soon um we're gonna get some kind of teaser for it you know i can't think of another viacom movie to attach it to uh so just like i said hopefully soon uh, we'll get we'll get some more information about that movie. Um, let's see another. 
there's probably more news too, but I just can't think of anything right now. Uh, Spencer, do you got anything for comic book news? Comic book news. So Armageddon Games, The Alliance number three has come out day of recording. So it'll be a week old by the time you're hearing this. Uh, Then after that, it'll be, yeah, when you hear this, it'll be another week before we get more Turtles comics. So on the 18th, you'll end up seeing the Armageddon game number four, I believe, as well as the next issue in the main line. We'll probably announce it again next week on the episode. So, and also at the end of this month, we've got uh, the last Ronin Lost Years coming out. So make sure that you tell your comic book shop about that so you can make sure you get a copy, you know, put it on hold or however you read your comics. Get ready for that because, you know, if things work like they did with the previous issues of the last Ronin, they'll probably sell out. Yeah, like get on down to your local comic book shop, ask them to put it in a poll, set it up. Like, we're, yeah, you gotta, you gotta check it out. And so that should be it for news. All right. So, Spencer, what are we gonna do next week? Next week, there's going to be three issues of the current comics out by then. So we'll be covering issue 135 and Armageddon Games, The Alliance 2 and 3. Awesome. Can't wait. So guys, Me too. I'm thank so, you again. Oh. <laughs> I'm just so excited to, to geek out about the Judy Bai issue. I, I love what, what they've done with the art and everything. Well, and, I call yeah. dibs on that issue then. All right, you can you can read it. <laughs> you can you can summarize it. I still I'm get to talk kidding. about it. <laughs> uh, so guys, thank you again for coming back for Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Uh, happy 2023 to everybody. Happy 20th anniversary to the 2003 show. We'll hopefully get to that this year. <laughs> if not, uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in some capacity. Yeah, I, I doubt it that we'll be able to. But in February, we will do a thing like we did for the 2012 episode series when it turned 10. We'll do something for its 20th anniversary on that day and, and talk about the series as a whole. Sweet. Uh, so yeah, guys, thank you again for coming back. Uh, thank you to all the new listeners um, because we've grown a lot uh, and I've had some good feedback from some people online, uh, including the game apologist over on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the show and follows us on Twitter now. Um, I was already a fan of him uh, and his videos. So it was kind of nice. <laughs> We were just, I, I think I'd pointed out something Ninja Turtles to him and I just, I low-key plugged the show and he said he was going to follow. So I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I didn't like do that on purpose. So dude, thank you for uh, checking it out. Hopefully you uh, listen to the episodes I suggested and are checking out this one. So um, but yeah, thank you to everybody who is here. Thank you. Hope We hope you had a safe new year. Um, looking forward to everything. If you liked the show, let us know somewhere on the internet. Ninja, Ninja Turtle Power Hour, Ninja Turtle PH on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, and yeah, we love you. Leave the show five star. Leave the show. Don't leave the show. Leave the show five stars. Yeah, we, <laughs> wherever you download your podcasts. We've gotten even more five star reviews on Spotify. I definitely appreciate those. Awesome. Uh, I think we have like eighteen of them now. So you know. That's pretty nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it helps people find the show. Like it helps it helps push us up in the rankings as like the Ninja Turtle Power Hour show in court, you know, against that other one. Yeah. I mean that other one I think only appears on iTunes as far as I know. So Oh perfect. We but yeah. On on Spotify we're we're the only Ninja Turtle Power Hour podcast. Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, guys, thank you again. Uh 
can't wait for this year and all the Ninja Turtle goodness. So we'll talk to you next time. So that's our show this week. Thank you once again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. Let's try force first. How about thumb wrestling? Yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> I thought this was all bonus content. <laughs> oh, our first episode of the year, and we've already done the bonus content joke. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that was a bummer. Oops. It's like that Turtles Adventure story where, you know, Manma first appears and you just learn that he had appeared before, but you never actually saw it. And then later on in the story, like later on in the series, they finally tell it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah good stuff yeah i finished that series as well so oh really i've read all of adventures now wow i need to do that honestly like if like if if we have to go back to 87 for like a new series or something i wouldn't mind it if they just went back retold those first five episodes or whatever and then just had it branch off into the archie comics like yeah, like it just adapted the Archie comics. That'd be fine by me. Like, yeah, it wouldn't bug me. It ends on a bummer, though, because like, it, yeah, yeah, they clearly just like had had those last two issues laying around and put them in just to mm-hmm. just to stall until they could find someone. Didn't find anyone and canceled the series. But, yeah, yeah, well, that's a bummer. Yeah, it was actually they were gonna do uh, an. Armageddon War, I think it was called, was going to be like mm-hmm. the next thing they were advertising, but it never came to fruition. So wait a minute, Armageddon game, Armageddon <gasps> War. Gasp. Yeah, shut up. You guys, have... Did you already know that? Um, that? I knew that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd heard about the the failed the story arc. I thought it was... go through because it was too dark. I thought it was called the Forever War, or oh, maybe it is Forever War. I know that Armagon, his name comes from like a typo that Kevin Eastman did in the comic when he was trying to type Armageddon, him and Eric Talbot. They tried to write Armageddon and they wrote Armagon. And so then Steve Murphy thought that was funny and he liked it and used it as a name. Yeah, and that's, that's why Armagon has the name Armagon. Oh, no, you're I, right. It's Forever War. Okay. I was like, I was like, I would, I would have put that together way sooner if that was the case. But I'm like, nah, like I knew it was called the Forever War. Because I think there was like a there was like a fan thing to to finish Forever War, and it didn't go through. It did go through. I think it, I've at least read like the first two issues of it. So okay, is that it, like is Russian that from, or something? Yeah, it's Russian. Is it from? Does it have like the the script and everything else from like Steve Murphy, or is it just something that someone came up with based on what we know? Uh, I, I think kn- it had something to do with Steve Murphy. Like I remember this being like a big thing. Mm-hmm. yeah um like it's at least got chris allen on art I like it, it was steve murphy yeah and it was like it's it's as official as you can get for this kind of thing 
without it actually being like published by Archie and Mirage or IDW. Okay. I just, man, I, I would just love for volume four, just to get like a neat little bow on it of Ninja Turtles that reprinted and get a bow on it. And then same with Archie. And I guess actually technically I haven't read all of the Archie comics because I haven't read the issues that they left out because they were not, they were like uh, culturally insensitive uh, in one way or another. There's like a group Ninja of Ninja Turtles culturally they... insensitive. No way. Yeah. There's, there's an issue where it's uh there's possibly a depiction of the prophet Muhammad. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Well, oh, yeah, I, I, so I read the, cause that's like where you first see the verminator X, which kind of is a bummer. Uh, and anyways, cause I, I read a summary of it on, on the turtlepedia, at least of what happened mm-hmm. in those issues. But yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's where they're going through the middle East. Yeah. They, they kind of describe like the religion of the region and, you know, talk about the prophet Muhammad and there's a guy like walking through the desert uh, and, and possibly depiction of him. So, well, that is well, that's, <laughs> not good. That's, that's going to make it hard to uh, publish. Uh... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. To publish those issues. <laughs> right. I don't know why, like, I don't know why they can't just like edit it out, though. But like a black square over it. Censored. something yeah i mean it's not it's not even like the focal point of that panel so and it's it's like his his face uh if i remember right it's like there's a desert and his face kind of blends into the desert you know mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah uh, but yeah I, I don't know why they can't edit it in some way but what do hmm. i know yeah I, I don't know much about all that but i imagine it's tricky All right, well, let's get this show on the road. Okie dokie.